You're listening to Grown and Growing with Sonia Hamlin. What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Thank you for coming back. Uh, I'm excited to have you here because this week it's a solo episode. So it's just me and you today. No guest. Um, it's been a while since I've done a solo episode and I like to periodically sneak them in so that you can, um, you, so that you and I can connect one-on-one and then I can also share some of the things that I'm thinking. I love having guests on the podcast and honestly, I am working on a lineup that I am very excited about, um, with guests and topics, uh, that we'll be broaching over the next few weeks. So stay tuned for that. However, like I said, I do want to make sure that we are checking in with one another. Oftentimes when I do interviews with my various guests, I always leave thinking, gosh, I wish I would have asked that or a question or a statement sticks with me for weeks and weeks and weeks and I'm just left to process them by myself. And sometimes I I want to come and and talk to you guys about it and do a solo episode. And this is one of those times. Um, it also allows me to step out of my comfort zone. It gets really easy for me to have guests on the show because I love having conversations with people. And I'm genuinely curious about the topics that I have on the show. And so it's easy to get into a groove and um, have guest after guest after guest. But I want you guys to, to know who I am, to know how I think. And honestly, it is harder to talk into a mic by yourself. It's harder. And um, so I want to be able to continue to get better at that, get comfortable with that. So you get me today. Um, and here's a sidebar for my friends and my family who know me really well. They always comment on how I sound different, especially on solo episodes. And look, what am I going to say? Talking to a, into a mic when you're by yourself is hard. I'm used to having the back and forth of conversation or having this conversation in my head, not speaking into a mic. I didn't go to journalism school to perfect this. Um, and there's always so many things on my mind that I'm trying to keep in mind while I'm also trying to get my thoughts out. I want to make sure that I don't mumble. I want to make sure I don't talk too fast because I have a tendency to do that. I don't want to say the wrong thing or make sure my voice isn't too high pitched, which it kind of does sometimes too. So bear with me um, because this is also Sonia. (laughs) This is Sonia on a podcast. So I'm sorry. So I just wanted to say that for people who were like, oh, you sound different on your podcast. Um, So let's get on to this topic, though. This week in this episode, I really want to talk about being comfortable in your skin and loving or liking who you are truly in the current state that you're in. So I really started to think about this as it relates to myself in when I was preparing for the last episode. My last episode, I spoke to three women in their 40s about their experiences dating in this day and age. As I was preparing for the episode, I thought about my experience with dating. 
So let me just say a note. Go back and listen to that episode if you haven't. It's so good. As I was preparing for the discussion, I thought about my experiences with dating. It's only natural. And I knew this before, but I basically came to the conclusion that I I didn't have that much experience dating. I have a very limited um, dating history. Number one, I met my husband very young. I was a sophomore at Morgan State University. Um, and so we dated for, a, you know, through my college time, we broke up right after college, broke up for a few years, and then we got back together probably in like my mid twenties. And then we dated from there and got married. And we've been married for 16 years. And I say all that to emphasize that I have very limited experience dating. But as I was thinking about this interview, I thought to myself, what would be the, what the ideal time to date would be? What is the ideal time to date in your life? If you had to look over the course of your life, what was the ideal time? The ideal time for me, if I weren't married, right? If I weren't married, would I rather date now as a person I am now or my younger self? And hands down, hands down, I would pick who I am now, no doubt. And I think a lot of you could agree with that, maybe if you're in a good, if you're in a good space in your life. I think that, you know, I feel this way for a number of reasons and and hear me out. And this is not a grass is greener on the other side scenario. It is not, I'm looking over there, that grass looks greener than my grass and I wanna do what's happening over there. That's not the case. I'm very happy being married. It is a tough thing, but you know, I find a lot of you know joy. I get a lot of satisfaction. I'm, I'm happy being married. But when I think back to who I was when I was younger, I was not equipped to pick a husband. I probably shouldn't have been dating nobody, honestly. <laughs> I probably should have been doing a lot of things differently. Um, now, I feel like I I either lucked out. I don't know if God was looking after me and was like, girl, this, this girl going to need to meet her husband early because I'm not really sure why. Uh, but he looked out for me and the person that I started dating sophomore year, ultimately, that I met sophomore year is ultimately the person I married. But it's, uh, it is and it it was and it is a hard fought thing and it's very deliberate. Like we don't have a good marriage on accident. Like we had to fight and claw and um, really work hard at it and we still do. And, um, you know, when you think about meeting somebody when you're so young, there is a lot of growing and maturity to do both individually and collectively. Um, And because we're individuals, very different from each other, we mature at different times, we go through things at different times, and we just, you know, have things, we're on, on different, we're in different spaces sometimes. And so that makes growing together as a couple very difficult because I may be going through something and he's not, or he may be going through something and I'm not. And so how do you work and grow through that as a married couple? And I don't want to spend too much time talking about marriage because I do have an episode coming up where we talk about marriage. And so I'm going to save a lot of my thoughts for that because I can weigh in. But 
if you fast forward to where I am now and how I feel about myself now, I am much smarter, wiser, kinder, more of myself, more confident, more self-aware, more sure of my likes and my dislikes and my ability to speak to those things and to hold uh, myself accountable to uh, myself, right? I'm more willing to pursue what makes me happy. And the most important thing is I have realized and I've started to live in the fact that I am a priority and I deserve to be a priority in my own life. This is something I deserve to do, which I didn't always know, certainly didn't always practice. So in my mind, I'm a freaking catch now. Like any guy would be lucky to have me as I am now. Now, I know this doesn't account for the fact that women friends always tell me that the dating scene is trash and there are quote unquote slim pickings out there. I get it. But I feel like if we go back 10 or 15 years, wasn't it also trash back then or was it not trash? I feel like you, you know, there may be a little revisionist history, but I, I, I tend to think it may have been trash back then too, but it was trash. And then you were also, or at least if it were me, I was also naive, impressionable, selfish, insecure, and had all of these things that I was dealing with at the time. And so would I rather go into a difficult environment with the mindset that I have now or with the mindset that I had back then? And there's no doubt in my mind that I would rather be in the mindset that I'm in because I feel like I am better equipped to make better decisions in this stage in my life than I am, than I was back in the day, right? Even in my own life, we were married, we're happy. There are definitely some things I would have done differently back then, for sure. Absolutely. Um, you know, and just thinking about me and dating back then is both hysterical and cringy, right? It's cringy. And I, you know, I look at the women in my life who are single and I look at them as like, you are a catch. You know, you are a catch. And being a catch allows you to make better decisions, hopefully. And I think it also has to do with the way that you see marriage. If you see the act of getting married as an accomplishment, that act alone, then I feel like hmm, maybe that path can lead you down the road to making bad decisions. Because I personally have come to the conclusion that being married is not the accomplishment. It's not. Getting the ring, the wedding, all that, it don't even matter. That's not even the accomplishment. The accomplishment is having a mature, loving, respectful relationship that last over time, right? I feel like that's the accomplishment. But if you're not, you know, looking, if your eye is not fixed on that, that can lead you down the wrong path, I think, to making uh, decisions that you will ultimately regret. But again, I say that to hopefully encourage the people who are, who are still dating that I hope that they feel that way. Like, dang, I'm a freaking catch, whether these people know it or not celebrate myself and live the life 
that I want, live the life that I deserve, live the life that brings me joy, whether I'm coupled with someone or not. I would love somebody to have somebody to share this with, but I'm also not gonna, you know, hold back until I do have somebody to share it with. I feel like that's the mindset that I would want to have if I were single. And I know there are a lot of women out there who do have that same mindset. Um, The one thing I will say that may be a little, the grass is greener on the other side. I'm looking on the other side and there may be like a tinge of like, ooh, envy uh, when I look at single women. It is the fact that they have freedom to make decisions solo, right? I'm like, wow, you get to go when you want, travel when you want. You don't got to consult with nobody. You want a house, you want a car, you want to buy something on your credit card. You only have to consult with yourself. I have to consult with my husband and talk to him and we have to, you know, explain and bring it, you know, and have to have discussion about it. Now, like I said, I am planning a similar episode with married women where we'll get to discuss all of the things. Um, But I, I'm digressing and I want to get back to being comfortable in your skin. Um, And so I said that I started thinking about how much more comfortable I am with myself when I started to plan for that dating episode a few weeks ago. And then it came up again more recently this week or last week when I was talking to my coach. I've been working with a coach for a year now. And in our conversation, I'm not really sure what led up to this conversation. I was expressing to her how much I love the space that I'm in now and the person that I am now. Like I really truly love, like adore the person that I am. And she was telling me how she was proud of me because that's not how I would have said that a year ago or six months ago or however long it was when she asked me the question before. Um, And the reason it's it's different is because if you had asked me a year ago, I would have said, I like who I'm becoming. I love who I'm becoming. And it is that becoming part that I've changed, right? And even though I do like who I'm becoming, if I look down the road and I see all the work that I'm trying to do on myself and trying to become a better person. I do like the path that that could lead me down. And I do like that person that I'm becoming. But to me, it's also important to love who I am right now in this moment without exception, without caveats and qualifications. And to me, that is the key. Um, And I had never, at least not to her, said, oh, I really like who I am. I would always say I like who I'm becoming. And it was because I, you know, when I really think about it, I had exceptions, you know, there were things that I didn't like about myself that I wanted to change, whether it was, you know, physical, mental, spiritual, there's always something to work on. And I'm finally in a place where I can say, nah, I know that there are things that I still need to work on about myself. But at the end of the day, I still like and love who I am in this moment. 
And I say this knowing that I will have bad days, right? That there are still things that I'm working on about myself, that I don't have the body, the shape that I want, and that I will make a ton of mistakes still. There will always be something that I'm working on, but that doesn't mean that I cannot love, accept, nurture who I am now, which I feel like I'm in that space now. And it's something that I'm really proud of, that mindset shift in my brain. I'm really proud of that. So the work will continue, right? It will continue and it will evolve as I evolve, but I am allowed to evolve into the person that I will become next and still love and be proud of the person that I am now. Um, Beyonce recently dropped her latest album, Renaissance. If you haven't heard it, all you gotta do is log on to IG, go to Reels, and there's a reel for every song <laughs> that she has on that album. There's a reel for it. Or you just go to Apple and, and download it. But, you know, it's interesting that I'm talking about comfortable because being comfortable in your skin because Beyonce dropped that Renaissance album and I listened to it on the second go round because the first go round, I was like, what is this? Is this just one long song? It just all kind of flew by. But then I had to listen to it again and I really picked up on the differences of the songs and the messages she was saying. And the song that I really connected to immediately before any other song was Cozy. I loved that song because it just spoke to where I was, where I am in my life right now. And if you don't know the lyrics, they go, a part of the lyrics are comfortable in my skin, cozy with who I am. I love myself, goddamn. I'm cozy, cozy. I love that song. It's not my favorite song anymore because I really listen to have other songs that I love. Um, but that song connected with me on such a deep level because I'm like, I can freaking relate. But, you know, it's interesting that we were talking about loving who you are and evolving um, as a human, because I feel like Beyonce is someone who has evolved so much, at least in her music, right? Because we don't know a lot about her actual life and how she evolved. But if her music is any indication of how she's evolved as a woman, she has done a complete metamorphosis. Um, you know, she has evolved and my husband and I were talking about how she just does not give a F anymore. She has no fucks to give. It is depleted. She has no more. Um, I've been a Beyonce fan since she went solo. And I think I have every solo album she's released. And I remember back when she didn't even cuss, not even a damn, like nothing. She wouldn't curse at all. And now she doesn't hold back at all. And I was in the car listening to Renaissance. I was in the car with my husband listening to the album. And he was like, wow, she really don't care no more. I'm like, no, she actually doesn't. And um, it's amazing to see how she has changed and evolved in her music. Um, but it's not just Beyonce. I recall several women, just women I know in my life 
Um, and celebrities like Oprah or Angela Bassett or Gabrielle Union or Viola Davis talking about how they are the most comfortable in their skin when they reach their 40s and beyond and how they're looking forward to their 50s so they can and beyond so they can become more of who they are. They all talked about reaching this level of clarity and self-assuredness at this age. And I find that so fascinating because I'm like, okay, so what is that a trip? What would it, what do we attribute that to? Right. You get to this age. What is it about 40? What is it about 45, 50? What is it about these ages that make you say, whew, man, I've lived in this body long enough. And I really can honestly say I accept and love every part of me. So I'm sure a lot of it is, or part of it, is just living long enough to go through some things, right? Life is ups and downs. It is learning and failing. It is hysterical and sad. It just takes you through a lot of emotional roller coaster. It's, it's an emotional roller coaster, really. If you are paying attention, you you learn lessons, and you don't go through those same things anymore because you are mature. Um, and so some of it is just, you know, living over half your life now and just saying, yo, I've been through some stuff. I learned some stuff. But I have to say that most of it has to be deliberate, though. Like you have to be deliberately working on yourself to fully accept to fully love, to fully embrace, to fully want to continue to evolve, to be a better or your best version of yourself. Like that work is deliberate. It doesn't happen on accident. Um, And so I think a lot of them have done that work or continue to do that work um, so that they are able to say, wow, I can't wait for the next, you know, phase of my life or these next few years is going to be bomb. And so as I wrap up this episode, I I really want to leave you with what can you do to love yourself as you are right now? And I want to reiterate, I am not an expert. I'm only sharing things that I've done or that I do for myself that has gotten me to a point to say, hey, I'm, I'm proud of you. I love you. You're awesome. And so here are a few a few things that I've done. Number one, going to therapy or getting a coach, a life coach. Um, And they're not the same. So let's just say therapy. Like I said um, in previous episodes, I was introduced to therapy uh, through marriage counseling, through marriage first. Uh, We went through marriage counseling first. um, And then I started to go solo. And that really helped me so much. It's not easy. It's actually very hard. It's hard. It's hard. Um, But it helps so much to work with a trained professional who can give you the tools you need to to help you in life. Um, And also there to help you identify harmful patterns that you have and then give you the tools to not repeat those same harmful patterns. So I'm always, always, always going to start there because that's what is what 
to me, what helps me the most, it helps me get out of my own head. It helps me have an objective opinion. I am pretty logical and um, analytical, right? You know, working with a therapist allows me to get out of my own head and get more perspective um, and, and more perspective in ways that I didn't think about. So I'm always going to start with therapy. Books. I'm a reader. I love books. Anytime I'm going through a transition, I, I remember when I was being promoted at my job and I was going to manage a team for the first time. I was excited, but I was also freaked out. So what did I do? I went out and bought books on leadership, how to lead a team, what to do. So whatever you're going through, I feel like there are about 10 books that have to deal with that exact thing that you're dealing with. And so books to me are everything because it helps you feel like you're not alone that somebody else thought enough about this particular topic to write a whole book on it and give you steps. And it also allows you to take what you need and then just leave the rest. And then you can always go back and, you know, reference it anytime. But anytime I'm going through a transition in my life where I'm learning something new or I'm embarking on something new, the first place I go is to books. Next, affirmations. Now look, I am one of those people who used to think affirmations were corny. I did not like them. I was like, these are stupid. But the more that I did it and I stopped looking at them as affirmations, the more I feel like they work for me. And I didn't realize that in some way, writing quotes down and putting on my desk, writing little notes to myself um, in places where I can find them or I can pull them out when I need them were forms of affirmation, um, affirming me. And those are things that I did. And it was because I thought affirmations were just staring in the mirror and repeating something, you know, 10 times like Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. I'm just kidding. But, you know, similar to that, repeating affirmations in the mirror a hundred times And that's not exactly how I do it. You know, I take things that quotes that, you know, do something for me, that lift me up, that empowers me um, and make sure that I'm doing that on a consistent basis. There is something about the repetition, affirming things to yourself that leads you to belief where you start to embody exactly what you're telling yourself. So I wasn't a fan and I'm... You know, I've come around since then. Um, It's similar with journaling. Journaling is another thing that I have on here. I do not journal every day. I don't. Um, I waffle between keeping a journal, a traditional journal where you write down your thoughts and keeping a gratitude journal where you write down what you are grateful for. Generally, I do these two things when I am feeling down, when I'm feeling stuck, scared, or I need clarity or direction, I pick up a pen and I put it all on the page. You know, I put it all there. Um, Sometimes I write out my fears and what they are and I'll write out why they're not true. I think I mentioned that in a previous episode. Sometimes it's a letter to God, like, God, this is what's happening. What are you doing? Give Give me some directions. 
Um, sometimes, especially when I am feeling down or I feel like things aren't going the way I want them to go, I'll write a gratitude, what I'm grateful for every day for like a week, two weeks until I feel like I am, I'm out of my head. Um, and then the last thing I'll say, it is not a tool, but more of a practice. And it's a big one. It is giving grace to myself. And this is probably the hardest out of all those things, giving grace to myself. I am ambitious. I am, you know, I like to accomplish things. I like to, you know, I don't like to make people upset or make mistakes. I don't like it. And so when I do, I am very hard on myself. And my mom used to tell me like, I don't even need to punish you because you're harder on yourself than I, than whatever punishment I have for you would be. And I have, and I had to learn how to be kind to myself, how to give myself grace and how to celebrate and pat myself on the back and to say good job. That's something my coach has been working on me with because I am the type of person who does not do that on a regular basis. I accomplish something and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I did that thing. And then it's on to the next thing. Um, It's actually something that I have to watch out, watch myself um, when working with my team because they'll do something amazing. And I'm like, oh, that's great. Now, what about this thing? Um, But just sitting in, you know, the... Just sitting in it and being proud of yourself and patting yourself on the back, right? And saying you did good. Or the flip side of that, and that's, you know, the flip side of that is to acknowledge that you are human and that you're going to make mistakes and that every day that you breathe air is an opportunity to do better. And so I don't have to beat myself up. I can be disappointed in the way I acted or responded, but I'm not going to beat myself up forever for that thing. I need to get over it, right? There is a, um, I have an episode where I talk about shame and how shame is a very powerful thing, right? And so I am working on, and I am getting so much better. I've gotten so much better at giving myself grace acknowledging when I'm tired, acknowledging when I've messed up, acknowledging when I've done a good job. Like, you know, I guess that's grace and kind, kindness, being kind to myself um, and speaking to myself in a way and giving myself a break. So those are some of the things that have led me to be super comfortable, to love myself, and to be in this moment that I am right now. That's the episode. I hope that you got something out of it. And even if you're still working on things, it doesn't matter. What matters is you have you deserve to be loved in as the person you are now, even as you're evolving to be a better person. So that is the episode. And I will see you all next time.